Karen, I got a simple question for you. You okay. can probably guess what it is. <laughs> What's love got to do with it? Oh, it's just a secondhand emotion. <laughs> this is What's on Tap. From the GVH newsroom in Boston, I'm Paris Halston. And I'm Karen Marshall. We have been talking a whole lot about musical powerhouses lately, whether it's Janet Jackson or Taylor Swift. And today, we and the world are saying farewell to this one. Aww. Oh, Tina. Yes, Tina Turner died yesterday at the age of 83, a legendary voice that all of us uh, know, right, and love. And her story is also so profound, right, because she, um, you know, endured all of those years of abuse from Mm -hmm. Ike Turner. And um, but then, like, reclaimed herself. Yep, stepped out. Stepped out, reclaimed her power, Mm -hmm. took back her time and said, you know what? And a lot of ways with that song, right? Like, what's love got to do with it was like, you know, she was kind of she always said she didn't come back. That was like when she was actually her. Yeah, which is like you know we nasty women doing what they do best (laughs) i love it so uh anyway i mean i'm sure many many people have moments that they have they shared or were imprinted upon by tina turner i was mentioning earlier so when i was a kid my childhood best friend was like obsessed like she was we were both i think just living in the wrong era or like reincarnated as like two old women or something (laughs) but like she loved tina turner like was obsessed also really loved like michael jackson and the jacksons we had a fan club with just the two of us but (laughs) tina turner like she just knew all of this random information about her because she had been done done so much research and was like telling me well yeah she was born like nut bush and i'm like how does she know this but then I became a Tina Turner fan as well. Well, I think that, you know, everybody ha- is like a little bit of a Tina Turner fan. And especially more recently, for people who maybe she wasn't like top of mind because she was, you know, not as prevalent in the scene. Then her uh, musical started touring mm-hmm. and people saw that. And I I recently watched the special that was on HBO and you got her talking about her experience and, and you know, just going through the whole thing in you sort of like it rekindled like a love for Tina. So totally. it kind of it comes at a time where it's like, oh, I feel like I just rediscovered right? you. It's Why so are you real. gone? <laughs> well, thankfully, there's a huge catalog of her music that we can re-encounter her time and time again. And as Jared um, Bowen was telling us, I mean, he remarked a little bit about her earlier when he was joining us for his weekly art segment. But also there were a few months ago, he talked to us about the musical yeah. uh, or maybe it was last year about the Tina Turner musical and just how uh, just as profound. Um, it seems that that production was is her life and her legacy. Well, hopefully it comes back around again. I think this will give it like a resurgence, I'm sure, to keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially because I didn't get to see her live while she was alive. Mm. Uh, well, some other news that we are following today. After weeks of contentious debate, the Boston City Council has approved a new redistricting map, finally, ahead of its May 30th deadline. Now, this, of course, comes after a federal judge ruled that their original map improperly considered race as a factor mm-hmm. and basically threw it out. So the council was able to approve this map on a 10 to 2 vote uh which hopefully sounds like even after all that contention they they came to a pretty good yeah, that's, consensus that's not right? bad. 10 yeah. to 2 um now it leaves many of the districts untouched while still shifting Dorchester a little bit as well as Mattapan and the South End um I, I, sh- I shouldn't say a little bit I'm not sure if it's a little or a lot of it because I haven't looked at the specifics of the map but I do I have read about how it's shifting some of these neighborhoods um and they're still 
wanting to do things like balance population changes as well as political power, considering who comes out to vote the most in what districts. Right. Um, and uniting communities that have shared interests, which is something that Mayor Wu was aiming to do in her map. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And the council worked off a map that was mostly proposed by councilor at large, um, Ruth Z. Luen. He or she is talking about all the different perspectives at play on the council in creating this map. It can get really contentious. And also, like, let's be honest, we are elected officials who have to get elected. And so the lines will matter to you if it changes, you know, the ability of you to win re-election. Yeah, that is certainly a big thing um, that... Yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, who's, who's interest, what, which was, you know, brought up several times during these council meetings is like, you know, what what is driving, you know, your your interest or what you think should be the new districting lines and mm-hmm. whatnot. So 100 percent. And the new boundaries, this this map would be in effect for the next 10 years and would go into effect starting this fall uh, with the municipal election set to take place. And I mentioned Mayor Wu. She did propose her own map a little over a week ago. And so now the new the newly approved council map is in her hands for review. So hopefully things get tied up before the May 30th deadline, because if they don't, then it's going to kind of ruffle the feathers of the course for everything leading up to those right. municipal elections set to uh, kick off with the primaries in September. So from City Hall to Capitol Hill, Massachusetts Congresswoman Ayanna Presley is introducing a bill today to rename the South Station Post Office after Asian-American activist Caroline Chang. Oh. Uh, so I did not know about Caroline Chang. I was reading about her in Shirley Leung's column in the Boston Globe today. Um, and Shirley Leung is actually going to be talking about this and probably a host of other things with our colleagues Jim and Marjorie on Boston Public Radio today, mm-hmm. live at the Boston Public Library um, around noon. But the show starts at 11. So Caroline Chang died in 2018, but she grew up in Boston's Chinatown, um, is, you know, was the force behind organizations such as the Asian American Community Development Corporation and the South Cove Community Health Center. She also worked for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, where she retired in 2004. But then in 2005, she became the chief of staff for Sam Yoon, who became the first Asian American elected to the Boston City Council. Hmm. Seems like her resume would. But we don't often name buildings after people well in that way usually it's companies (laughs) it's true and out of the 617 post offices in massachusetts only 17 have been renamed by congress and only one honors a woman and only five honor a person of color um so this again interesting shirley's going to be digging on shirley lee young will be digging into this on boston public radio if you want to learn or hear more but we're also kind of curious um if there are any whether it's post offices or other buildings because karen you mentioned that a lot um, you oh, the know, Prudential Tower, the John named Hancock after people, Tower. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Or I companies, mean, yeah. I'm curious if there are any buildings <clears throat> around Boston or around the state that folks would like to see renamed. And if, if who would they rename them after? I remember something similar like this was going around a while ago where we were talking about monuments and... I remember someone just mentioning, like, we need a monument to New Edition, which, like, yes. totally, plus one, right? Yes. Plus two in here. But we want to hear your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> you could uh, write or even, like, Aerosmith. Is there an Aerosmith building or monument somewhere? No. Um, NKOTB? I mean, why don't we just get all the boy yeah. bands a little bit of, you know... 
mean, but other people, too, right? There's so many notable names uh, that have come through. I mean, the Damon Affleck Joint Building, <laughs> Joint Research Center. Damon Where is Affleck it? Affleck Center. Um, I please. feel like they would have to, you know, put their money. They, they can help out with that one. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> or they would have to they would have to probably reach platinum status um, in, in terms of age. Golden status, I guess you would say, before that happens. But uh, you can text us at 617-300-2008 or the wake up at gbh.org that you can also leave us a voicemail at 617-300-2008 if you want to weigh in on that well while we are talking about what's happening in congress of course this is day whatever right of the debt ceiling negotiation talks um they're continuing to stall but there is a deadline here june 1st Mm -hmm. for which there has to be an agreement um before we default on our national debt that's right yeah we spoke to congressman Seth. well you did seth moulton earlier today um, he did talk about the debt ceiling a little bit. He also talked about the use of AI in military. And he says that stalling is happening because this, the um, House Speaker, uh, Kevin McCarthy, is beholden to what he referred to was as re- extremists in the Republican Party. Kevin McCarthy probably doesn't want to ruin the economy. But you know what he wants even more? It's to hold on to his seat as Speaker of the House. And Marjorie Taylor Greene had to vote for Kevin McCarthy for him to get elected speaker. So we remember this happening when Kevin McCarthy was going vote after vote after oh vote trying yes, to become with the whispering House speaker, and right? the yes and the the deal making and and this is sort of what was predicted to happen. It's true, right? I mean, we heard time and time again that there would be consequences down the line for how the vote was being handled. Uh, Moulton did add that the country is at risk of losing seven million jobs overnight if we do end up defaulting um, and not striking a deal by that June first deadline. So lots of important and consequential stuff here and you can listen to our full interview with the congressman at gbhnews.org uh so you know congressman moulton is a veteran we mentioned that we were talking to him about the use of artificial intelligence in the military and of course today is a special day this whole weekend is a special day Coming pertaining to the military yeah. yes because of memorial day and at 10 30 this morning um there's going to be the annual ceremony honoring massachusetts military heroes on boston common now this is when they place all the flags yes. all along the common and people uh you know come by to to give their remembrances and honor uh and honor people who have served and and give gave gave their life defending our country since the revolutionary war here's one woman uh who our colleague gbh's mark her spoke to while on the common today i get i you know i'm just here walking my dog and i just get chills walking it just really catches you you know you're just like having a dog walk and you're like whoa it's just the sheer number of the flags is is really jarring and they do a beautiful job with setting it up and that's really what it is because if you think of like a flag on its own but then you see this field of flags and the sound and it's just peaceful. It's really lovely if you're mm-hmm. over in that area to mm-hmm. stop by and see it. Absolutely. Well, in addition to the ceremony, Little Mermaid is opening in theaters officially tomorrow. But in Boston today, uh, very excited about that. Also, it's free Thursdays at the ICA tonight from 5 to 9. Well, that's what's on tap for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I'm Paris Alston. And I'm Karen Marshall. This is GBH News. GBH.